Hello and welcome to everyone in the vast reaches of cyberspace. Uh, this will be a slightly different episode than that of our previous episodes where we had gone through the news and the happenings of everything in the motorcycling world. I do ask your... Uh, well, I do ask that you bear with me with all the ambient noise coming from the background. I am on the road whilst recording this, and uh, this will explain some wind noise, some road noise, etc. It's quite interesting though. Um, no, not driving, but being driven, but still recording in a car. Yes, that is sad. I know I'm in a car and I'm recording a motorcycle show. Fantastic. Okay, so let's let's dive right into it. Why is today's episode so different? Well, first of all, it's the festive season. It's that time of year when we deck the halls with all things jolly. And we spend time with our families. And this is truly the only end to the South African motorcycling season. As we usually have pretty good weather all around. We don't really experience snow and such. But the events and so forth do tend to quiet down around this time of year and we will also be quieting down this time of year until the riding season starts again which should be in january next year the first events should be scheduled to my knowledge that second week of january uh, keep an eye on our blog www.bikeaddictsa .wordpress.com, we do have an events calendar there as well. So what else are we going to fill this episode with, except the fact that we are basically closing off for this episode? Basically a few things I want to discuss for next year regarding the podcast. Just reciting the news doesn't seem that interesting. And we will still have our little news tidbits. We will still be giving you the latest updates of happenings in the motorcycling world. And I also want to start inviting basically co-hosts, a few friends of mine perhaps, anyone you would recommend that we can get into contact with that knows a fair bit about motorcycles and would like to share their experiences. And we can have a little bit more of a discussion instead of maybe just a news bulletin. The first of these episodes should be airing early in the next year, hopefully first quarter, I'm not exactly sure when, still but tying down and penciling in a few dates. And so what would happen from there? Well, a, a recording of, a, a bi-weekly recording schedule is proving to be very difficult. And I hate doing this, I really do. But I cannot maintain a episode every two weeks. Um, my explanation, well, well, I will explain why, just bear with me. Um, but the schedule will be changing. We will be airing an episode every once every month. I'm planning to have that episode aired as the last, at the last Saturday or Sunday of every month. The reason for this is being I am full-time employed 
I do work a day job and both the podcast and the blog are hobbies of mine and this means I have to do all my recordings, all my writing in my free time and this is proving to be quite difficult. Um, Keeping up with a regular posting schedule as well as a regular recording schedule, doing research, scripting, everything in that line is proving quite difficult. Um, Maybe one day when we expand again and I have perhaps a few set co-hosts that are willing to perhaps assist in recording more frequently will we start picking up the schedule again. But now what does, does that mean for our content regarding the news? Well, it won't just be what happened for the two weeks. We will sift through our sources as we monitor them as we usually do read up on these sources and ensure that we are still delivering relevant and interesting content. It may be slightly dated content though. Um, So we will do like a monthly roundup of interesting happenings instead of announcing every bike launch. Maybe do a summary of which bikes have been launched in this time. Uh, What else was there that I wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, so uh, now that we know what we are doing for the next year, or basically that we are going to be not recording until next year, let's talk about a few things in the interim. Uh, there's no news for today, unfortunately. Um, as I've noted, I am currently, well, I am under some strain at work and haven't had that much free time to properly research and script any news Uh, however I do have a few talking points that I do want to go over first of all what do I see for motorcycling in 2020 with a few recent episodes I'll link them in the description as well Uh, most of my episodes have been including motorcycle manufacturers especially the big guys like Honda, Yamaha and even Kawasaki entering the realm of electric bike manufacturers. What I am thinking is going to happen is that there will be a large surge in electric motorcycles in the market. Now, everyone that knows me knows I am, say jaded. I'll use the phrase I don't know. Jaded's the wrong. I'm. I'm not impressed by an electric motorcycle yet. Uh, I know the argument is that electric motorcycles are eco-friendly. They do not have or do not produce their own emissions. And yes, that is true if you look at the electric motorcycle in a bubble. But there is far more to an electric motorcycle than just the electricity or just its own battery system. These vehicles need to be produced and they are produced uh, in manners that make use of electricity generated, similar to the electricity that would be powering them. Furthermore, batteries do run out and will have to be recharged. There is an electrical source required in order to recharge these batteries. Now, what am I ranting about then if I am referring not to the bike itself, but its source? 
Also an episode that I will link, I'll add the sound clip in, where I noted that the majority of the world's power production or electricity production is still oil, coal, and gas based and is truly a polluting and one of the fewer cleaner solutions in the production of electricity or less clean solution in production of electricity. So even though the electric motorcycle in itself does not create emissions, charging these bikes contribute to emissions because the the way in which electricity is produced still carries that burden of pollution. So until there is clean, renewable energy, an electric vehicle, in my opinion, will not be a clean vehicle. And that is the, the largest gripe I have with the electric motorcycle hype. There is the fact, yes, it's, it's, it's a clean vehicle in itself, but you can't look at it in a bubble. Electricity production will have to be cleaned up in order for these vehicles to be seen truly eco-friendly. Then there's one of my lesser gripes. I grew up around big burly motorcycles with aftermarket exhaust pipes. You know the loud ones. And a big tradition at some of these rallies that I attend and some of the events that I attend is what we call, what some call tuning or revving competitions where you try and produce a proper beat or musical notes from your exhaust. Uh, apparently this is big in Japan, that's actually pretty cool, the things that they can do there. They can actually, some of those oats have practiced properly in order to produce interesting notes. And the electric bike just loses that. It's, there's no way you can have a rev off with an electric bike. There's no rumble of an engine. There's no headers that drown out noise, road noise. It's, it's electrical wine and road noise, and that's it. And to me, that, that takes the soul out of a machine. That takes the soul completely out of a motorcycle. I have ridden some of the newer techie bikes. Um, I started my riding experience on a very old Z1000 Kawasaki, which I never really rode myself. I was a billion on the machine. But that was still completely analog. It's like everything's either cable driven, there's no computer systems, there's no... It's man and bike. And yeah, it was a death trap, definitely. And motorcycling has evolved from there and bikes have gotten more and more powerful. I've test driven the Honda CBR 1000 SP1. The anniversary, 25th anniversary edition Fireblade SP1. Oh, what a fantastic bike, but it, it, it's got all those electric features to keep, perhaps keep the rider safer, but it doesn't lose its soul. It's still, when you turn the key, there's still that rumble, there's still that, that pulse traveling up your arms, up your legs. It's, it, it's still alive, if I could phrase it as such. An electric bike doesn't have that thrill. It's, it's dead, it's methodical, it's procedural, There's, it's completely electronic, it doesn't have that gas burning soul. And to me, well, to me not yet, these two gripes or these two peeves, I don't really want to call them gripes or peeves, it's just, 
it's not a clean. Uh, how can I phrase it? Like I said, it's not a, a gripe. It's not a peeve. It's let's call it a concern. These two concerns are enough for me to not daily an electric bike. Now we have to also take into consideration the economic climate. Uh, we are recording here in lovely sunny South Africa on the 19th of December 2019. And not two weeks ago, we had experienced a severe bout of load shedding. For you that are not familiar with the South African term, or this, I feel it's a very South African term, load shedding. Our electrical grid is under severe strain, and this has caused that we experience rolling blackouts at scheduled times. The idea being that we shed a specified load from the electrical grid in order to keep same from collapsing. Now, our average our average electrical or, or load shedding it operates in stages depending on the amount of power that has to be spared from the grid in order to keep it stable. Our average stage has been stage stage four, which to my knowledge is about four thousand megawatt that needs to be conserved in order to keep the grid stable. This means that out of a 24-hour day I am without electrical supply for two four-hour cycles, which means a total of eight hours that I am without electricity. Now, an electric bike needs to be charged, and these are done either by fast charging points, which there are none of to my knowledge here in South Africa, or it is done by wall socket charging or level one slow charging, I think. And this level one slow charging, you plug it into a wall socket. Now, if I'm experiencing load shedding for eight hours, and those are the eight hours that I am at home and that I was expecting the vehicle to charge, I'll be having some, some difficulty in keeping the vehicle charged and keeping it usable. That is still where gasoline reigns king. Um, we can go to a garage or a fuel station. These are mostly powered by generators during load shedding, which means you can still fill up a tank, you can still go anywhere you want. Um, so that is another concern that I have with owning an electric bike. So I voice my concerns now regarding electric motorcycles. What else do I see for, for 2020, especially for motorcycling in South Africa? Well, the economy again um, is in a very difficult difficult position. We are we have an exchange rate of roughly fifteen rand to the dollar at my, to my knowledge at the time of recording. Um, maybe slightly more now, almost sixteen rand to the dollar. And this is bad, especially for import and export, and this means that vehicle prices and especially imported motorcycles, Japanese bikes, European bikes, they are damn expensive here. Um, we are seeing new bikes, especially something like the, the Fireblade SP1, 
retails for around 320,000 Rand in South Africa. That's not that much when you convert that back to dollars. It is still an expensive bike, but it's it's out of reach for most people in South Africa. Um, because your average South African income is less than 300,000 Rand a year. And that, that makes it very difficult to get into motorcycling. And I believe that's been, been seen on a global scale that the motorcycling community is in decline. And that is because we are experiencing difficulty in the economy. And that is not just on a South African level, but on a global level. So that is my concern again for 2020 is the fact that yes, there will be electric bikes, but no, there won't be people buying them. So there will be, a, in my opinion, there will be a decline in, in motorcycle ownership. It saddens me actually. Now, what do I see in 2020 for myself? Well, uh, that is another difficult one. I've got a few pipe dreams, there's still, but as I've noted, I'm doing all this as a hobby. Uh, I really love it. It's not that I'm complaining. I really enjoy doing this. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not in it for the money. I do make a, a decent living from my day job. A lot of the funds from that are used to, to support this hobby. And in 2020, first of all, basically just before that, I will be doing some major work on my, my motorcycle ensuring that my little yellow monster will keep running it. It's not a monster as in the Ducati, it's just a little nickname for my VFR 400. Um, because it's, it's been a pain in my behind for quite some time, but it's a bike I'll never actually sell. Uh, but it, it needs some DLC in order to, to keep the kilometers going, which I definitely plan on doing. I really do enjoy the bike. And another big thing is, I need to start, or basically, the last three years, two years, have been a bit difficult for me on the blog as well as with the podcast because I've had a lot of things that I had to comply with in order to maintain my my employment. These include attending extra classes, completing certain exams, etc, etc. I'm not going into detail to that. That is, it's not really relevant in my opinion. Uh, the blog and the, it's not a personal blog and it's not a personal podcast. It's, it's motorcycling. It's my, my experiences in motorcycling. It's not, I don't want it to be a reflection on myself, but a reflection on motorcycling in South Africa. And uh, therefore, I don't feel my employment actually needs to be disclosed or, or described. But I, I, I feel that it, I have to justify why I haven't been giving the time that, that the blog and the podcast deserve. So that is where we are at this time of, of, of the year. We've discussed what the plans are for... The next year we've discussed what I see for next year and we've also discussed 
why things that I need to improve in order to to give you guys the the quality of content that I believe is deserved. And for all of our our loyal listeners out there, thank you very much. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you'd give us a maybe a like and a follow. Uh, all these should be linked down below, as well as through any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We have a few of them listed on the blog as well that do support and carry our podcast. Our main service provider being Anchor that we use in order to host and distribute our podcasts. Uh, you are also welcome to leave a voice note. A link will be included in your description. Anchor has this lovely feature where you can share your thoughts and ideas via voice note. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and if it's... What we want to do is we want to collect a few of our listeners' podcast or our listeners' voice notes and add them as end roles basically where the viewers give their their voice their opinions we want to know what we want to know what's happening with you guys we we enjoy hearing from you this is this is not just a a one-sided conversation if i can phrase it as such i i what i I enjoy having listeners and readers engage and share their thoughts and stories guys i i really do enjoy that um that's that's the idea i had for this it's it's not me sharing it's us sharing but yeah enough blabbering for me from now from me for now i'm even getting tongue twisted uh i might even just (laughs) yeah um i might even just include the raw audio as a podcast today I don't think that anything should be edited at the moment. I mean, it's it's what we've said and what I've said is it's basically a heart to heart to all of our readers and and listeners. Actually, um, I keep forgetting that that this is not only just a blog anymore. It's I've got a different li- or a different fan base as well now. And thank you guys. Thank you for 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 listening and thank you guys for reading we, we appreciate the fact that we are appreciated if I can phrase it as such and I do wish that everyone would have a very very happy festive season and that everyone keeps safe ride safe and enjoy the journey